welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Mali Panpadith, and today we have a very special guest from all across the world in Singapore. We have Jack Wong. Jack, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Mali. Thanks for having me on your show. Really and appreciate I'm from Singapore, it. very far away from the United States. Well, we're, <laughs> you, you sound really close by, so um, I oh. do want to introduce you to our audience. Jack Wong is the author of an Amazon best-selling book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, Seven Tips to Build the Business You Always Wanted. He has been featured on CBS News, Fox News, ABC News, and NBC News. His mission is to improve the quality of lives of over 1 million people worldwide, including employees who are stuck in the rat race by helping them to realize that they can start any business using seven principles as discussed in his book to gain money and time and freedom. A serial entrepreneur and a business strategist with more than 23 years of international tax experience, Jack's expertise includes helping other authors, speakers, trainers, and coaches by turning their brilliant ideas in their head into a tangible and viable business structure with proper documentation that is transferable, duplicable, and replicable. A sales expert with 20 years of experience and a licensed trainer in neuro-linguistic programming, Jack has always trained also trained over 500 business owners and entrepreneurs worldwide on the secrets, the science, and the system to supercharge their sales revenue by up to 300% in 90 seconds or less. It's using a proven system endorsed by San Francisco State University. Oh my goodness, that was a mouthful. Jack, welcome again to our podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Molly. It's quite accomplished. Uh, there's a quite a, a bit of accomplishment here, so I had to get it all in. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm so glad that I'll be on your show because a person from Singapore, I don't know what to expect. So I look forward to having a very excellent and fruitful conversation with you in the next couple of minutes. Yes, absolutely. Well, we do want to have a conversation. We want to share your insights um, with our global audience of entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, business owners, because we really want them to know that they're not alone in the world and their thought processes and their fears, concerns, and their excitement, you know, and their joys and their passions. So I want to be able to bring guests just like you who've been on that journey who have gone through the struggles and the trials and tribulations, but who are also living the life of their dream now and helping people understand that it's all possible. Sound good? Sounds good. Great, great. Well, let's talk a little bit about your background. So I know uh, when I was doing some research on you, that you had this experience, 23 years, in the international tax uh, arena. What made you decide in 2011 that it was time to leave Um, the corporate world and just branch out and start your own business? 
Well, the story, to cut it very short, um, basically it was in 2011, I had this thought in my mind, whereby at the age of 42 then, I basically didn't see myself uh, any further advancement in my corporate uh, career. Uh, having spent a total 17 years in working, in working in companies, while at the very initial phase of my employment journey, yep, every year I get my promotion, every year I get my pay rise, things went quite well, until you know certain certain point in time where how come this kind of increment in salaries, in career promotions suddenly had disappeared. So that was a moment of thought maybe it's time for me to have a change. And in Singapore, the, the thing about the mindset of the people has always been, well, if this particular job didn't work well, I can always switch to another job. But for me, I was 42 and I was thinking, well, what if I'm able to totally jump off the plane and do something outrageous, meaning that I will have no job I would completely leave the employment world, what could happen? So there was this moment of thought, really that moment of thought, suggesting to me, hey, why don't you just come out? Having learned all the techniques, all the skills in the corporate world, knowing tax for 20 odd years, it's time to come out. And perhaps you can actually run a consulting business based on what I know. So that's how I started my tax consulting business after leaving the corporate world in 2011. So Jack, let me ask you this. You decided to just jump out of the plane, as you said. Yeah, that's why you got to jump out of the plane. Did Not you, physical. Right. <laughs> no, did you feel that as you, as you were metaphorically jumping out of the plane, did you feel there was any cushion? Did you have confidence? Did you believe that you would land on your feet? Or you really were going and you're taking this huge risk not knowing if you were going to make it. Because there's, you know, there's obviously a difference between the two in terms of how you operate. Like, is there just a knowing within you that you were going to be fine? Or you were just kind of like, you know what, uh, I have a 50-50 chance. I'm not happy here. I'm just going to go for it. Well, you, that question was posed to me maybe at that point in time. Well, I would say, please do not jump off the plane without doing proper research. Because I really recall at that point in time, when I decided to make that move, I didn't really plan carefully what's my next step, what are my plans, and what are the first few things that I'm supposed to do. I was really taking a 50-50 shot, if you like. And, well, it worked okay. I won't say that it worked pretty excellent at the beginning <laughs> because I remember my first three months after I left the corporate world, every single day, I was just sitting down at my desk, looking at the computer screen, thinking and wondering, what can I do? Yes, I want to become a consultant. I want to start run my consulting business, but I, I don't have any clients. I couldn't take the clients from my previous employers, obviously. So how do I start my having my first client? So for the first three months, it was the darkest moment of my entrepreneurship journey, really, because every single day, I basically have to wait and wait for opportunities to come. It's not easy. That three months sounded like three years. Mm -hmm. mm. 
I've been there. I absolutely understand. Uh, it is a scary, dark time, very isolating, um, and filled with uncertainty. So mm. I definitely get that. It's very important that we talk about this because I think you can uh, appreciate this. You know, we see a lot on social media and in the media about entrepreneurship. It sounds and seems so sexy. You know, it's like it must be great to be an entrepreneur. All this freedom you get to create, all these great things you get to do. Uh, well, you know, you eventually get there if you ride through it, if you stick it out, if you plan properly, and if you're willing to have many failures and moving forward, mm -hmm. moving forward in those failures, right? And yep. having the resilience and the belief that you'll eventually, eventually get it right. But you have mm -hmm. to be willing to pivot. A whole lot. Is that correct? Did you have that same experience? <laughs> because I'm a very big fan of Robert Kiyosaki, the best-selling author, Rich Dad Poor Dad, because he said the things that we learn in traditional education system does not help us become a better entrepreneur because, I mean, back in school days, when we make mistakes, the teacher will punish us, punish us badly. Mm -hmm. When we make mistakes at home, the parents will punish us badly. So in entrepreneurship, as we before we started the conversation, we were talking about well, we make we have we have in our journey make some mistakes, and is it interesting that as entrepreneur we love making the mistakes and learn from that. So it is a whole new journey when I step out of the corporate world and come to this totally new world where mistakes are basically good for us because in my in my entrepreneurship journey I learn a very interesting and yet powerful equation if you don't mind me sharing with your audience yes, please do please do making mistakes or actually put it this way mistakes equals money making opportunities so the more mistakes you make the more you learn the more opportunities will come so go ahead and make mistakes do you but hear that everybody go ahead and make those mistakes <laughs> make it in such a way that you do not repeat the same mistakes if it is a new mistake Okay, I can take it. But if it's the same mistake, then something is not right. Right. So <laughs> Much think about making the mistakes in that's, a smart way. <laughs> that's a very, very good point. No, I love that. I think that's very important too because, again, it takes away the facade that entrepreneurship is all beautiful. Oh, my goodness. You know, it is not all beautiful. Uh, the the end game, the, the actual journey itself is the most uh, riveting, right? That's the yeah, beauty of it all. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me ask you this then. When you first launched in 2011, you focused on using your experience uh, being in the world of international tax. And yeah. how did it eventually, again, we're talking about changing, stumbling, pivoting until you kind of uh, figure out that that right sauce, that right formula. Um, how mm. did your business evolve into what it is today. Okay, well, that sounds very interesting to me because originally when I started the business, I was thinking only on tax consulting. But since I've also been into the training, corporate training or in-house training for a long time, so in order to get consulting clients, one logical way basically is to conduct training, speak in front of the room and get people interesting or interested in my offer. So actually what happened was that after the three months of darkest moment, there was suddenly one day I saw a, I saw a website. The website is actually uh, 
accounting accounting professional body in Singapore, um, which is which was looking for trainers. So I said, okay, there's no harm, no foul. So I contacted the accounting professional body and asked, making inquiry as to how I can become one of their trainers. And interestingly, the person taking the call said, it's very simple. You look at our tax programs, whatever you feel there's a gap you can fill, you can run the programs on that, you can have the program. So I was scrutinizing all the programs they have in tax and I found a few gaps. So I then created a few programs just to fill the gaps and from zero program turning into right now have about 30, over 30 tax programs, not just working with the same accounting professional body, but with a few providers. And basically, I learned that, first of all, to become a consultant, training to get clients makes a lot of sense. So when I speak in front of the room, obviously, I need the training skill. I cannot just speak for the sake of speaking. Mm-hmm. There must be certain formula, if you like, to train people to get them on hook of what you said. So I learned sales technique. I learned marketing techniques. I learned persuasion technique. So suddenly from an original consulting business idea, it evolves into like personal skill set, uh, personal development, mindset, um, sales technique, persuasion technique, marketing, branding. It's a whole lot of things coming on board. So I realized at the end of the day, becoming an entrepreneur is pretty interesting. Yep, it is risky. It is also interesting because not only I need to learn one thing, there are actually many things I have to learn. So right now, after stumbling upon this journey for so many years, I kind of have experience in quite a lot of things. And that's the reason why my goal is forever for whoever wanted to start our business, but they don't know how to make the first steps, first few steps. I think I have, I have earned my right to help them, give them the guidance that they need so that they will not fall into those darkest moments of mine, the three months, if you remember. So that was what I'm doing right now is I'm giving a whole um, entrepreneurship experience sharing and training on on these people so that they can speed up their learning curve without without stumbling upon making many unnecessary mistakes. Great. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple more questions about the entrepreneurship journey. But before that, because you mentioned something very important, uh, you mentioned that when you decide to uh, take this entrepreneur entrepreneurship journey, mm-hmm. that that it really comes down to the importance of learning new skills, the importance mm-hmm. of being open and finding time to get the proper training, to do the research, to get mentors, to join mastermind groups, whatever it takes to mm-hmm. up the ante, right? To to really be developing the, your best self and your the different skills that are required to become a successful entrepreneur and build a successful business. How do you make time and how do you prioritize? Because you're a father, you have a family, you know, you yeah. run your own business, you're now also an author, uh, you've mm-hmm. been asked to travel the world to speak to, to hundreds upon hundreds of people. How do you prioritize Um, You know, what does a day-to-day look like for you when you are not traveling, but in terms of developing yourself and your skills? Well, one thing that this, um, the one thing that I would say about 
how I can manage my time is really have a good system, the system about time management. Because many people actually said time equals money. And I learned from my mentors, no, time is not money because money is replaceable. If you lose money, you can make it back. But time is an irreplaceable resource. So I value time very, very importantly. So I manage my time by put put down what I need to do every single day. And in fact, I use a calendar system, a very simple calendar system. It just whenever I make an appointment, I make sure that my calendar will record that appointment or that meeting or that discussion with the client so that I know every day what are the key things that I need to achieve to help my business move forward. So that is the key. And at the same time, I do tap on the resource of what I would call the principle of priority. And this is a very important principle that I learned from my coach, uh, Mr. Alex Mandosian. And he said, if you have so many things to do, you'll get, you'll get lost somehow because a person can't multitask. So what can we do to handle that? That is to identify things that are important. And there might be also things that are urgent. And guess what? Many people actually will attend to the matters that are urgent, not important. Whereas this principle of priority basically says, no, you can, you can handle the urgent things later. Because urgent things are not that urgent. You have to actually attend to the important things, that things that help you make money in your business, things that perhaps you can you can satisfy your clients to give another business deal. So you must prioritize all the important stuff first. So I learned by using this principle. I used to be a workaholic by checking and reading all my emails. In fact, every single day, I can easily have 200, 300 emails. And I was so busy spending the first few hours just to look at all these emails. Right now, what happened? Well, I don't reply to all emails. I only reply to emails, for example, to those that are deemed important. Everything else, not urgent, I'll just file it away. So my inbox looks very clean. So when I, whenever I'm looking at my computer right now, I won't be in the negative. I won't be in the negative emotion. Oh, gee, I have to attend another email. Oh my God, another email has come. I don't have such feeling anymore, and that emotionally is actually helping me to continue in this game every single day. That's powerful. Great, great insights. Very important because we have to honor, like you said, not only our time but our energy, our emotions. We have to. Uh, intentionally be our best selves, you know, at every at every moment, because we never know where the next opportunity is coming from. And when you're faced with it, you have to have that vibration because people feel that, you know, so I really appreciate that. And I love the fact that you also honor and mention your mentor and your coach, because so often, so often uh, business owners and entrepreneurs really feel like they can do it all by themselves, you know, whether it's ego or fear or just, you know, a concern about not having the investment or the capital to um, to hire uh, coaches and, and mm. get mentors. It's so important because I think every successful consultant, coach, trainer has to have their own. 
I mean, mm. we can't do that for ourselves. You know, that's why we do what we do is we can help others, but we also continue to develop ourselves. And that's that's why it's so important that I bring that up. And you mentioned it. You yourself, you're a trainer, you're a coach, you're a consultant, uh, you're a speaker, you're all those things. And yet you still have mentors, you still have your own coach, and you still get uh, speaking development. We're constantly on a journey and growing. So thank you for acknowledging that you're not out there, you know, being a, a guru and expert all by yourself. <laughs> I have a maxim for that. That is, you don't know what you don't know. So instead of trying to figure out what you don't know, why don't you get somebody who have already been there, have done that before? Ask one question, request for an opinion, and guess what? You get the answer immediately. That can shorten your learning curve, sometimes two to three months, and in worst case scenarios, 10 to 15 years. So why don't you have a coach and ask the coach a question? That's Simple. Great. It's logical. That's wonderful. It? it is very logical. But, you know, sometimes yeah. when we're in it, we're not always logical. So that's why we have podcasts and programs like this to remind us, okay, let's get back to the basics, you know, keep it simple. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this. What do you believe, in your opinion, are the top three common mistakes made by someone who wants to start a business or in already started a business but wants to expand? Uh, what would you say are some of the common mistakes or challenges people create for themselves well we've just mentioned the the coaching the issue about having coaches because a lot of people actually found themselves good coaches and i said well if you are a good coach first of all ask yourself are you a disciplined person are you uh are you uh, are you able to act be accountable to yourself i mean my coach matt atromachi says yes if you if you have high discipline if you can be self-accountable, yes, to that extent, you don't need any coaches to help you. Unfortunately, unfortunately, 99% of the people in the world do not belong to this category. And that's the reason why no coaches can be a disaster because a coach is there not to answer, not only to answer your question. Sometimes a coach function, the key function is actually to hold us accountable to what we say about what we do. So it is important to have a coach in, in, in my opinion. The second thing, the second thing is really about um, having this thing of personal development because I can learn all sorts of sales skills, marketing skills, branding skills. I, I label this as pers uh, business development. Um, I'm a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki and my coach, Blessinger, who is actually the rich debt advisor for Robert Kiyosaki in terms of sales and team development, he said, if you do not have personal development, if you do not know how to grow yourself, educate yourself, make yourself bigger and bigger in terms of your self-esteem, your result in your business will never exceed your self-esteem. So having personal development is as important as having business development. Unfortunately, from my experience, most people will just want to learn the business side, I mean the business development side of a business, not so much about the personal development. So in my own speaking training, I do give a huge focus on this area called personal development. And for people who are wondering whether they can start a business, they have not started, but they are thinking about it, 
a common objection that I've heard from these group of people is, I must have the passion first before I can start a business. So without passion, I can't start a business. And I always said, no, you don't need to have this passion first because you have already got the passion within you. So the idea is to understand how to be consciously aware of this passion. And when you finally know the passion is actually within you, guess what happened? You can actually start any business you want at any point in time. So this, I call these three things, no, no coaching, no personal development, and you have to wait for passion first before you start a business, my top three common mistakes. Mm, those are great. Those are great. So you mentioned earlier on that you, when you launched your business, you know, those first three months and possibly other moments and times in your entrepreneurship journey that you felt really dark and down. And mm. so in those down feeling moments and times in your entrepreneurship life, uh, what did helped you to stay focused, stay in the game, stay encouraged and keep moving forward? Okay, thank you for that question. I, I, I believe that this, this thing that I'm going to share is very powerful exercise. I learned from Blessing, I mean my coach, I mean he actually got this piece from his coach, Alan Water. Uh, it's called the Daily Gratitude Exercise. And Alan Water has come up with this powerful exercise, what we say about daily gratitude. And daily gratitude, in simple terms, it means that whenever I wake up every single morning, I mean, even though it might not be my first thing to attend to, I'll make it one of my early, one of my must-do things in my on my list every single day. What to put it simply is well, find ten things that you are grateful for, so that you will be grounded as a person. You stay grounded so that you can be present and therefore you can start working on your business in the right state of frame, a uh, right right state of mind. So for example, what am I grateful for every day? I mean it can be as simple as I'm grateful for the ability to breathe in fresh air. I'm grateful for having water to drink to keep me hydrated. It can be as simple as that. You don't need to think of so sophisticated, complex or complicated matters to be grateful for. But this exercise is a very powerful exercise. I must say that if your, your audiences decide to take on doing it, they will feel there's a difference in their life. I, I can promise that because I have personally benefited from this exercise. Now, what would you say and share with people who have fallen down in their life? And it may not just be in the entrepreneurship sense. It could just be like where they're feeling stuck, where they're feeling like, what is mine to do in this world? I am lost. I am confused. I am sad. I feel broken. What would you share um, based on your obstacles and challenges in life? Um, how would you help uplift them? Well, this is another very interesting things that happens in entrepreneurship because uh, we have been talking about in this show that making mistakes actually requires money-making opportunity. So first of all, I always share with my um, audiences that please accept the fact that mistakes will happen. It is always a matter of time. However, when we make a mistake, we don't call it mistake because in school, when we do something wrong, we call it mistake. In entrepreneurship, 
we can relabel it as learning experience. And guess what? Hey, I made a mistake today. So what did I do just now? I actually celebrate making a mistake. And I celebrate this as a valuable learning experience. And I always believe that the universe is there to give us lessons every single moment of time. So it might be the fact that the universe is, has designed a game plan for us to make a mistake right now so that we can learn and grow and we can just embrace that. And thanks the universe for giving me these very important lessons. So embrace this as a valuable learning experience to me is the greatest gift of all. And if you, the moment, if we don't do that, some people might say, this is the end of entrepreneurship journey. I feel like I wanted to quit. So my maxim in entrepreneurship, another maxim that I share with people is, if you quit, that's the end of the game. So never ever quit. Because once you stay in the game, once you embrace this learning experience, you know what will happen? Your business will just grow on its own. There will always be opportunities coming in so long as you are still stay in the game. That's great. Now, you may have mentioned this already, uh, Jack, but what is the number one key ingredient uh, for any entrepreneur that they need to have in order to build their business successfully? Well, usually I say that uh, I use this phrase called stay humble and vulnerable. And recently, I actually came across with another way of phrasing this. So let me use the new way of phrasing this uh, statement. Um, that is to be a learner, not to be a knower. Knower spells K-N-O-W-E-R. So what do you mean by that? The moment I say I know that, our mind will shut down and refuse to take on any lessons that we are supposed to learn. So therefore, I don't want to be a knower, but I'm willing to surrender myself to the process to become the learner, to learn the things that I have to learn. I'm supposed to learn. Not to say, hey, you know what? I know that already. So why do I need to listen to you anymore? So who is, which is more powerful? You can imagine learner or knower. So the fact is that always be the learner, have this learning, learning mode, willing, a willing heart, open mind, and you'll get a lot of gems or, or, or juice from other brilliant people because their wisdoms will just come to you if you are in the learning mode, really. That's beautiful. Now, um, before we close out, I do want to take just a few minutes to talk about your best-selling book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, Seven Tips to Build the Business You Always Wanted. What are you most excited about when it comes to the book? What would readers um, really get out of this book? Like, What would be some of the key elements and components that you really want to share with our audience when they pick up this book? What will what will be some of the benefits for them? Okay, thank you. So this book actually was a result of my publisher who actually kicked my ass. I mean, he used to book <laughs> ass because he said, Jack, how many years have you been wanting to write a book? And you know what my answer to my publisher was? I said, well, I've been wanting to write a book for a long time to Jack, please be precise, how many years, he asked. And I said, um, I think 15 years, one five. I say, 15 years, are you kidding me? 
So my publisher actually said, no, you must get this book out. You must have a message inside. So please get this book out. But I didn't know what message I'm supposed to to share with the rest of the world. So I was like thinking, hard, what is the message that I can come up with to share with the world? Well, the moment of thought came, why don't I just share? Since I've been, been as an entrepreneur for a couple of years, three years to be precise, at the time when I was thinking to write this book, so why not I actually summarize my journey of these three years? And I always believe that sharing is caring. So if I can share with people about my lessons, they can learn from my mistakes and become the genius because genius actually learn, the, learn from others, other people's mistakes. So this book, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, was actually re- written with the intention to summarize my real life story explaining how I started from grand zero to the year to year three where I managed to hit my six figures in terms of revenue in year three. So basically that is my whole intention of sharing my message as the publisher sets um, with the rest of the world. Thank you so much. Well, as we again come to a close, can you uh, share with our audience how they can find you and learn more about you um, and also get a copy of this book? What's the best way to to reach you? Okay, sure. Thank you for the question. So um, this book, guess what? Um, you, your, read, your audiences can actually obtain a downloadable copy from this website called uh, crackingentrepreneurcode.com so if you if your audiences enter the email attra- address they will be able to download a, uh, download a copy um, to the hard drive so that's number one how your audiences can reach me well there are a couple of ways I'm very I am reachable via Facebook so my uh, Facebook um, Facebook page Jack HM Wong official is my fan page where people can mingle, can stay in touch with me because I post not just normal normal messages. I write long posts sometimes, but I also post video trainings so people can get in touch with me about my lessons learned from my entrepreneurship journey. And finally, I also can be reached out to from uh, uh, via my website, jackhmwong.com, where I actually as a gesture to help more people to be successful in entrepreneurship journey. I offer a discovery session for 30 minutes at no cost to them so that if anybody wants to ask the burning question, they can always do so just to go to the website, arrange for a a session with me and they will be able to get their questions answered. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for for dialing in all the way from Singapore at all all odd hours of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Wish your audience is the best. Thank you. you. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. Well, we loved having you uh, sharing your insights. Thanks for being vulnerable. Thanks for letting us know that it is worth it to go on this journey. Um, Just be ready for the ride. Yep, and never give up. Remember, never ever give up.
Thank you so much. Well, to our audience, thank you so much for being a part of the SOAR Community Network. You know how much we appreciate you and love you, and we will continue to bring great, solid content with all these extraordinary souls from all over the world to help support your growth, your development, personal leadership, and professional business entrepreneurship. Whatever it is that you need, we are here. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you very, very soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com. 